The tip of the tongue, the teeth and the lips. <laughs> I don't know that one. Um, anyway, sorry, you're listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We're, not anymore. No, no, no. You were listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming. Come back. <laughs> we no, love you. Don't leave us. <laughs> it's so lonely in here. Yeah, we've just lost 50% of our audience. I think one person's still listening, so one of the two. Yeah, that's how um, do you divide by zero? Anyway. <laughs> no, we got two. We okay. got two. Um, I'm one of them. I'm the one that just switched off, though. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play some games badly and then talk badly about them. Badly. Badly. Um, there was a little bit of a delay in getting getting this sort of recording going. It has been a bit busy. We did have plans which uh, did not eventuate, and hopefully at some point that will happen. But it's been two weeks, a bit more than two weeks. Really? Isn't it? Yeah. It little feels bit. like more than two weeks. It feels like more than two weeks. It's probably not. I don't think it's three weeks like last time. So We'll go with that. Let's go with that. Let's so, split the difference. Call it a banana. Sure. So, what have you been doing with your banana? <laughs> no, wait. Don't answer that. Um, <laughs> well, I could show you. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> uh, um, so, with my banana. Uh, so glad this is an audio medium. <laughs> Who the fuck would put a podcast on YouTube? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Not us. Nobody wants to see this shit. Um, uh, look, it's been a couple of weeks and I don't think last episode I'd purchased anything. So, for this episode, I still have not purchased anything. So, yeah, we're getting up to the old Christmas time. Funds are going elsewhere. Um, plus, I haven't been into a shop for a couple of days. Not not a shop I don't work at, anyway. So, yeah, but usually that's the place you buy all the things. Yeah, but not the hobby things, per se. I haven't bought an awful lot from work either, though. So, um, I have watched a couple of things. Though. Mm. So, I did. I think I talked last episode about jumping on back onto Entourage. Oh yes. So I am currently most of the way through season three. So nice and easy, twenty-six minute episodes, eight episode in the. F- First season, uh, I think it's something like 20-odd something in the third season. So, slowly getting through that, but it's nice and easy just to chuck on in the background, do a bit of painting or not, and (laughs) it's just light-hearted fun. But we have a couple of, um, I was going to say crossing the streams, but uh, we have a couple of things that we've watched 
not together, but separately, but together, but yes, yes, simul- but not necessarily simultaneously, but in in the in equally conjunction. in the last two ish weeks. Banana, um, masters. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> part two of Masters of the Universe Revelation yeah. came out on the 23rd, which was last Tuesday. Yeah. Season one, part two. Mm. Not to be confused with season two. No. Or season one, part one. No. Stop splitting things up like this, people. <laughs> Just drop a fucking season. I can't. I can't. Understand Netflix. It's like some episode, some shows come out week by week. Some episodes, or some shows will drop all the episodes at once, and then Masters just goes, "Have half. We'll give you the next half in a couple of months. Leave you on a cliffhanger." Which, yeah, admittedly worked. It was, it was a very good cliffhanger. It was like if if that if you're going to leave someone on a cliffhanger, that was a good one to do it on. Yeah. What was that? I don't know. Shall we stop and find out? Or should we keep recording and find out? <laughs> Someone got shot downstairs or something. I don't know. Hold on. Two seconds. Where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby dooby doo. Where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby doo. I see you, pretending you got a sliver. You're not fooling me, because I can't see you. So we've tried to scooby do this crap. Yeah. Yeah. Got nothing. That was fun. It was different. Very quiet house all of a sudden, a very loud noise. Anywho, Masters. Um, so the, the second five episodes dropped, can we take a moment of reflection, admiration to talk about Fisto? Fisto, look, I was waiting for him to have a bit more of a part. He did have a bit more of a part, but he had the best lines. It was, it was, yes, short, sweet. Everything I wanted from that character. Oh, my God. And, like, puns all over the place. I can't wait to fist him. <laughs> it was just gold. Look, um, I, don't think, I don't think the second half filled me with as much joy as the first one. I don't know. Like, I watched it all in two sittings. And it was good, don't get me wrong. And... Things happened. Fisto fisted things. Scareglow was there. There was lots of cool stuff. Trapjaw needed more of a part in the whole thing for me because he's my mm. favourite and he barely had any lines. Um, I was disappointed Stinkor didn't make it back as well. Yeah, there were a few that, that didn't show. It was... I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm probably in the same camp in that the, the second half didn't fill me with the same just, you know, yeah, it wasn't the same erection-inducing piece that the part one was. Um, and I was trying to work out why, what, when, but I feel like it just, like, there was stuff I really liked being the whole... Um, 
you know, twist on who the actual bad guy for the series is sort of vaguely-ish um, without trying to spoil anything. I feel like it got a little bit more, or and it tried to get more philosophical than it should have and yeah. give them a reason to be bad. I mean, it wasn't the most surprising of turns. No. If you've seen season one, you've already seen it coming. Um. But yeah, no, it was good. It we had this discussion a couple of days ago, but I just wanted the horde in there. I know you're going to save something for season two. It's about to say. I know that, and I knew that coming in. And that teaser, yeah, was so good. Like, I don't know the connection. I don't get the connection, but between motherboard and horde. No, and I, I feel like I feel like they're just playing on Hordak's whole kind of technology thing, mm. which you know, coming watching it again, I feel they are that you kind of go, okay, I see, I see their their spin on this. Um, yeah, I, I'm super curious to see how they how they run with that more. Well, I assume there'll be a season two. It's absolutely better be a season two. I know from listening to Kevin Smith's podcast and that the numbers that Netflix have been giving him have been favourable and they've been very happy with it. So I'm sure it'll be the same for part two, season one, and then season two will get greenlit or whatever. And But oh, they were just, yeah. I actually, all right, I feel like the first first half was really, really good because it started reintroducing all the characters that you wanted mm. to see. So you started just ticking off all of the characters and you literally go, oh, I have that toy and I yes. have that toy and I saw this. And we get to see or the, the part two and there isn't a lot of new and if they are, they're very kind of fleeting. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of fleeting in the end. Like Spike was in it, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Clawful had a moment. There were two guys there in that sort of big climactic grey skull thing. I was like, I don't remember you at all. No, I, why do we need Goatman and Pygmy? Like, yep. they, uh, look, and I liked the kind of bottom of the battle yes. kind of. <laughs> they made a joke out of it, but, but still. There are so many others that they could have brought in. I'm like, why? Why yeah. these ones? Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was like, to, to go, all right, this is what they've done. This is why they've chosen it. But look, it was good. I would yep. happily watch it again. I will absolutely watch season two when, and you heard me right, Kevin Smith, when um, that is released. Well, and you said I'm, his name. He's listening. That's so. that's how it works. Oh, do we have to say it three times? No, Kevin Smith. Oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter now. We've covered I'm all sure, I'm sure the algorithms are there. So Yeah. So, yeah, it's absolutely going to happen, and I'm pretty excited to see what they do with Hordak and whether they give him the little kind of snort pig noise in between all these lines. And part of me hopes that they really do, and part of me hopes that they really don't. Um, Speaking of Hordak, there's this beautiful statue at work. I just want it. I keep looking at it. I like the throwback with Skeletor's old armor. Oh, the old armor the just armor. gave me all kind of chills and dingles. I actually, and here's here's something else that I'm not sure whether I just don't remember from my childhood 
or whether it seemed like more of a, in comparison with this one, but we look at the Skeletor Evelyn relationship and we mm. look at a Joker Harley relationship. And there's a lot <laughs> of, it was way too easy to draw parallels. Well, Mark Hamill. I mean, that too. I mean, and then you put that in there too. <laughs> and it's, yeah. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It was very, very, it's been done. Yeah. So. Um, I can't remember whether they went into any sort of depth in the old I, I would assume Magic not. Mushrooms show. I don't know. But like, it, it seems a little bit heavy for yeah. 80s kids. Yeah, cartoon. And, you know, stuff. The moral of the story is that Skeletal lied. Don't lie. Look, look both ways before crossing the street, kids. Um, so, yeah, look, it was absolutely worth watching. I binged the whole lot in a night. It was pretty easy to do. Yep. Um I could have, but I decided not to because I felt like I should get some sort of sleep. No, overrated. Um, but yes, not not as exciting as the first half. Definitely watchable. Yeah. We'll watch more. That's kind of the moral of the story. It's very pretty. It was. It's so good. I'm it's not so sure. Pretty. What I, I'm also not sure what I think about Hulk, He-Man, but anyway. Yeah. 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 I know there's toys <laughs> or toys. Coming. I see what I see what's happened here. Yeah. yeah. Why have a He-Man toy when you can have a He-Man Prince Adam and Savage He-Man? And I wonder whether the fact that He-Man was more in the second half made it less interesting. There's food for thought. Anyway, it's probably enough Masters talk. Um, <laughs> Hobby-wise... Coming soon, our, our new podcast. <laughs> The better one. Um, <laughs> Hobby-wise, I made up Beast and Mystique, and then I painted Beast and Mystique, and I was generally quite happy with them. Again, same trick has been going for me, so contrast, Marvel, they just work. So they were nice and easy. Um, while I was doing them, I was also playing around with Lilith. I think I mentioned last episode. Um the thing with Lilith is that I went in with no game plan. Mm-hmm. So, end result was, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm like, it wasn't great. I was really happy with the red that I did for the, the cloak. Rest of it, yeah. yeah. Um, but at the same time, I can't see me using her anytime soon, so... Well, I mean, I'm what, not f- she's she's in the dead man's hand of the yep. current edition of Malifaux anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, not that that really matters, but yeah. yeah. And how much are we actually playing for at the moment, especially yes. full scale? Yep. So, you know, she's done. I marked her off, ticked her off. She was model 137 for the year. So, she's done. I'm not... She's not my greatest model this year. Um, but then after that, I'm saying I'm a lot tonight. I'll stop that. Bang. Uh, I've moved on and I thought I was trying to get out of this sort of painting slump that I found myself in. So I turned to GW. I know. Don't give me that look. I know that look. So all the things to turn to. All the things to turn to. I actually turned to GW and it has been working. I did a quick Google search 
on how to paint a particular crew. Yes. And I kind of liked it and it seemed fairly straightforward and I've started following it and I'm reasonably happy. I'm There's actually vampires all over pretty again. happy. I know, right? This is Deluc. Delac. Ah, yes. Deluc. The Necromunda crew. Yeah. So I think you're supposed to say it like you're French. Deluc. Sure. God, I've just... <laughs> That is just ruined the podcast for any French people um, or French-speaking people or people like that like French pastries. So everyone? Everyone. Yeah. Um, the, the crew of 10. So I was originally planning on doing them sort of black, like Dark City people. Yes. Which they're obviously based off. But I decided the, the video has them as a sort of dark brown. Mm-hmm. And... It seemed easy enough. I have been following all the steps so far apart from the first one. So they give you a particular brown to yep. base the coats in. And I went, nah, screw that. And I went straight to a dark brown contrast, mm-hmm. which did the trick. It was pretty much the same sort of color. It was just a contrast version. And I've been working from there. So I've done the bases. And these are the models that I've kept off the bases. Mm-hmm. So I did the bases up reasonably quickly and quite happy with them. And then I'm reaching the point now. So there's 10 in the crew. One of my guys now has had the sort of edge highlight done yes. on his cape cloak. So And then I just quickly painted his shoes that are poking out. So he's ready to actually be glued onto the base now and that will make it a bit easier for me to paint them. And all the others are just at that step, so they need to highlight and then the boots. And then, then I can glue them, and then I can just do the bits and pieces. So, slowly getting there. But I may need to get my shit together for Necromunder at some point. Look, at, at some point, yes, you will. But, yeah, no hurry. We've got other things that we're yeah, knee-deep in. Because we're frogs. We're knee-deep. It's um, okay, I didn't reference the dear French joke before, so it's okay. No, fair call. Um, uh, off you go. You go. <laughs> that's me. You haven't done anything else? No? No, that's no, literally all, all I've right. done because, yeah, it's it's been... That painting slump is still hitting me and the Necromunder is doing quite a bit to help that. Uh, and the idea is that hopefully I'll jump on Twitch tomorrow night, do some do some more work on them and at least... I'm hoping to get them all to the gluing to base stage pretty quickly. Yeah, nice. Mm. Yeah, look, I, look, I feel the the slump a little bit, and I don't know whether it's just end of year and everything else, and well, everything's on. going on this time of year. Fuck, it's just like, and I'm actually having to see actual people in three dimensions, and a lot of them are fucking exhausting. Um, you say that sitting across the table from me. Anyway, carry on. I mean. <laughs> If the shoe fits, fuck. Uh, Both of the shoes fit and they're both glass slippers. Anyway, carry on. Butt plug fits. Anyway. um, so one? (laughs) How many? (laughs) We're not the first one. At at some point, if you go deep enough, does it stop being a butt plug or does it depend on the point of entry? I don't know. As soon as it hits a hamster, you're pretty much set. (laughs) Anywho. Um... Stuff I have been doing, I, again, have been pretty slack on the painting front. I've done 
a little bit more on I basically tidied up Lockjaw and got him to a point that mm-hmm. he was kind of done except for the bass. Um, <laughs> so Jay's done. And the problem, I'm still kind of tossing up whether I go to any effort to do portal kind of effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I was just still debating that point, I went and did Crystal. Mm-hmm. So got her again done stands bass um and then she came off the bass and it made me very upset but this literally stands bass yeah during the middle of a game which yep. we'll get to um but this was the bad primer batch mm-hmm. both from and crystal was clearly one of the less uh or, you know one of the more affected by the shitty primer um, so it was just a little bit soul crushing cause I was still not going to go back and strip that cause fuck it. I'm, I'm already here. It'll do. Um, but yeah, it was just a little bit frustrating to, to paint over cause it, cause the primer came out that little bit of sort of grainy, mm-hmm. sandy, you'd put paint on and it would just kind of suck it, like absorb in, wouldn't go anywhere. You couldn't spread it. You couldn't do anything. It would okay. just kind of stick. Yep. Um, it was like a, a super matte surface because it was so textured. So it was actually really hard to to do much to. Um, and I, I started playing with contrast and they just didn't contrast because it was way too textured for them to, to flow at all. Um, so we abandoned that and we go to sort of a heavy body paint, which worked a little bit better, but still was just hard slog. Um, the moral of the story here is I should have gone back and given her a dead old bath, but I didn't want to. Um, CBF. Yeah, so because I went for the CBF approach, my life was infinitely harder. (laughs) And many more Fs were seed, bead, I don't know. Um, Anyway, she's done. Ish. Uh, Lockjaw is done, as said, a sans portal. And that's about as much painting as I've kind of got around to. Mm-hmm. I keep finding other things to do to amuse myself. Um, about the other actual productive hobby thing I've been doing is I put together a couple of the bases for Kings of War. Yep. So um, the whole concept for anyone playing at home who is not across this is the over the course of the game, it's a, you know, rank and flank unit based game but the unit's footprint doesn't change so most of the time with a lot of the other games you'd your unit would be made up of models models would die you would take them off the unit would footprint would physically sink or shrink um not the case with kings of war it's the whole unit it basically plays as one single piece so it gives you some opportunity to do some diorama style bases because you never have to change it at all so now when you say doing the bases, are you doing the actual base or are you putting the models onto the base? Yeah, so no, I, well, and there's the d- debate I'm currently having. So what I actually did was I had some MDF cut to size. So mm-hmm. it started with that. And then I had some uh, of the insulation foam. And uh, a while ago now, I picked up uh, a little hot wire cutter from throw the dice so i had fun cutting all the the foam to size and making a grand old mess um is it easy yeah yeah okay because i was listening to a podcast today and they were saying that that style of they were talking about building boards for blood bowl yeah and that that was an easy way and i'm like i don't know it doesn't sound like yeah straightforward to me but 
pretty stupidly easy. Okay, cool. Because um, the hot wire literally just goes through the foam. So you got to go a little bit slow, but that's it. Like a hot uh, knife through somebody. Yes. Cool. Um, so we did that. And then I had been printing out a whole bunch of kind of ruined castle type bits. Mm-hmm. So I then spent some time gouging foam and sticking on castle bits and adding you know, no more gaps and stuff to fill it. And, you know, so now I've now got, you know, three or four of the, the big unit bases at a point where I need to make a decision on whether I risk it completely and attach models before I paint mm-hmm. um, or I paint the base and the models and then assemble at a later stage. I mean, I'm lazy and this is literally the first time that I have not attached models to bases before painting either. And it was very frustrating, especially with the contrast. I got the contrast all over my hands painting those bloody models without. The potential saving grace, and I don't know if it's an actual saving grace, is all of the models I currently have are on bases. So okay. I could paint them and then cut them off their bases, invariably chip the paint that I've just applied. How easy is it to cut models off bases? Because I've never had over-success. It depends how well they're glued. Um, I've been known to to glue models to bases to paint and then cut them off, but because I knew I was going to do that, you use very little amount of glue. And you use super glue because it breaks, you don't use plastic glue um, and all that jazz. But There are tricks. All right. I'm um, learning. But none of this has been done with that in mind. So... uh, I don't know. Um, and also, it, it's slightly different when you're painting one model on one base as opposed to 30 models on one base mm-hmm. and you have to get a brush in between them all and, yep. and all that jazz as well. So, part of me just wants to give it a crack and part of me is worried that if I can't be fucked painting them individually, I'll get to that bit where I have to give more fucks later mm-hmm. and it's actually more effort than just painting them and sticking them on later and I'm trying to look into that crystal ball and understand it. But in the meantime, I, I stuck some stuff to MDF and it looks vaguely like a, some stuff will live there one day. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. And then look, the other, the other vaguely sort of hobby thing, the printer has been going pretty much 24 seven. That's a lie. The wife gets angry when I run it overnight cause you can apparently hear it. It keeps her awake in the garage. Um, so when I finished all the ruins, I've basically been pumping out Crisis Protocol terrain. Okay. I was going to ask. Yes. Because the thing that springs to mind is is dungeon tiles for Dungeon Ball. But anyway. Um, there is a, a conversation we will have. Uh, we'll discuss this afterwards because um, I need to find some. I reckon, see, from what, what I'm hearing, and I'm totally derailing this conversation now, but... Dungeon Bowl, the the rooms, the different rooms have different yes, they do. Um, rules. And I reckon, I mean, I, I'm buying the box. I will get the box. I've ordered the after box. After Christmas, um, when I can afford it. but I can't afford it, but I've ordered the box. I reckon having those in a sort of a 3D type dungeon would just look awesome. It would be. I mean, storage and transport and stuff. Yeah, that's why you have the the cardboard ones. Yeah. But then you just have cool ones for the important games. Ah, I see what you've done there. Yeah. Um, I may or may not have also been looking at just 
There was a place that brought out a Kickstarter a while ago to do 3D printed Blood Bowl, just standard pictures. Yep, yep. And I, I did one. Yeah, I didn't back that. Now I'm slightly regretting it, but I was wondering whether the configuration that they have their tiles and everything got would work for a Stevens pitch. Mm-hmm. So that is the current sort of problem I'm trying to solve. And it's taken me back to like primary school where I'm kind of almost drawing out the different tiles that they've got in mm-hmm. the different config and then trying to work out how they fit into a sevens pitch because they're designed for an 11s one and nothing quite adds up. But I reckon it'll do I reckon it'll work. Okay. It might take some, some messing around with. Um, but when I've run out of crisis protocol terrain, which may take a while, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the next. That's fine. Next Let's fill some Marvel boards. Yeah, and the Corvus Games is the the place that we nabbed the files from. They're mm-hmm. glorious, they, and they have like uh, just a, a really good mix of different size terrain, different shapes. Some of it, are, if you're doing a properly neat scaling, um, which Jared has been doing and I have not, um, it works. It's fine, um, but very pretty. They have a donut shop that has a donut on the top. You showed me that one. I, was I did see one today, which was like big turkey video. I don't know. If, I don't think it's three D. I think it's like MDF or something. I yeah. But it was a blockbuster. I love <laughs> so it. The sign was blockbuster. It was blue and yellow, but it was big turkey video. Yeah. I'm currently so currently printing. Uh, literally just a tray, like a plate of different signs for buildings. Excellent. And they have just a whole bunch of random ones. There's a. I'm trying to kind of remember now, but anyway, there's like Kung food and there's, you know, they've gone silly. Um, so that is probably the other thing I have been doing that seems vaguely hobby-like. Um, apart from that, Masters definitely happened. Mm-hmm. I started Squid Game again. I'm about four episodes in, I think. Yeah, I'm just not excited yet. I'm waiting for something to happen that isn't predictable. Um, Look, you know, it's overhyped, over-publicized. I loved it. Um, there's supposed to be a new show which is better, which is, I think, I think it's another Korean or Japanese show called Hellbound, I, I, which I watched the trailer for. But I really hope this doesn't come across inappropriate. No. Of course it will, but probably, but that's fine. And this is coming off my historic love of bad sort of kung fu cinema, um, which is the best thing in the world. But Koreans do things properly; mm. they just go next level. Um, the special effects are next level. The like they actually, the, it, yeah, they're the ones to watch. Yep. As far as bad cinema is concerned. Um, and by bad, I don't know if I mean good. Maybe I mean good. I don't know. Um, so, look, it, it definitely so far has all of the makings of, of that. I'm just a little bit... Right now, and I'm still, as I said, it's only episode four, so we're back in the game. Mm-hmm. We've played the first game out of that, and it kind of feels almost like... So, I didn't get into Walking Dead because it kind of felt like Neighbours with Zombies. Okay, yep. If that makes sense. Between makes that, sense. Between that and there are zombies out there. Don't go out. Oh, you went out there. Um, 
as a There's plot. eleven seasons a, of that yeah, as a plot. That's basically it. Rinse and repeat, uh, and then it's just the the soap opera that is their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of starts to feel like that in a different setting. Yep. We're just starting to open the soap opera of the sort of five or six main characters that they're following. But we will see. Maybe I'm wrong. They, they could do a whole Game of Thrones thing and just murder a bunch of them at some point. It seems like the kind of game, the kind of, kind of show for that. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll power through that slowly, but slowly. Um, so, power is definitely the wrong word. And then the other thing I definitely watched, and I don't think I talked about it last time, so I'll talk about it now was Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Ten bracelets. Yes. Many, many pieces of jewellery. It is everything you want in a movie. Um, And I'm completely overhyping that. Well, look, you raved about it. And I didn't mention it in my little thing because I knew you would, and I watched it as well. Oh, right. So, so Sean Shee and the Ten Bracelets. Yes, uh, it is. It is literally at this stage in time my favorite Marvel movie. Correct. It's. It was. It took me by surprise because I was expecting. I'm like. I'm not. I'm not as big a martial arts person as you are. I've never really sat down and watched terribly many of those sort of films but like this just it grabbed me the characters were likable and funny and it didn't lose me at any point which a lot of marvel films do they just sort of there's usually a gap of about half an hour to three hours depending on which film it is that i can sort of sleep this one the whole way through yeah look i think they hit a really good stride very early on with it hits that kind of marvel piece of the the likable quirky light-hearted humor thing all the way through mm-hmm. with really intense action with yep. you know it's actually some good characters i mean arguably it hits the the whole the bad guy is more interesting than the good guys issue mm-hmm. um fair I, i'll give the, it that. the bad guy in this actually had real good cause yeah, like he, you could put yourself in his shoes. Whereas, you know, he wasn't your average. I don't like you, so I'm going to fuck up your world. Yeah, no, it seemed like it, they gave him a reason to be who he was, mm-hmm. um, and they almost gave him a redemption arc, and then not a redemption arc, and then another one, <laughs> and it's like he is that he had kind of more growth throughout the course of that movie than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, it also potentially falls into the the nasty habit of just giant final boss battle that we throw all the budget at. Yeah, um, there was aspects of that for sure. I mean, it was pretty. It was very much that, but it kept me riveted enough. Like the whole boss battle at the end, it was pretty. But there were aspects of the characters in yes. that fight that were that kept it interesting for me. Yeah, yeah. So I, look, as it's up there, I'm very excited to see No Way Home and see how it stacks up because mm-hmm. that is the one that has the potential to to usurp its place. But right now, it's yeah, it's pretty high. Uh, and also, just a quick shout out for Wong and Abomination. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was glorious. Yep, absolutely glorious. I'm glad that they've kind of. Given Abomination a place? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Like, where else can this potentially just... And I feel like it's actually almost a fun little feature character. Knowing that Doctor Strange has got a relatively big, you know, spot in the next Mm -hmm. however many movies, you could just keep rolling him out. Yeah. Just... Like, it was... And I don't think I'm spoiling anything here, but it was really nice to see Wong without Strange. Yes. And... Abomination, I didn't look it up. Was was that the same actor? Was it Tim Roth or was it some... I'm not sure. I, I haven't actually know. checked whether it's the same actor. They clearly gave him a bit of a makeover. Because they're starting to sort of, you know, really get everyone involved now. Yep. So, it wouldn't have surprised me if it was him. I, admittedly, it's only, you know, this is a brief moment towards the start of the film anyway. But it was cool to see. Yeah. The, yeah, as I said, it, it I, I did everything the right for me. Um, so that was the other thing that I watched. Um, then, no, that's everything that I've done in my life for the last two and a half weeks. <laughs> All summed up into a couple of lines on a page. A couple of minutes in a podcast. I mean, and I ordered Dungeon Bowl. Did we mention I ordered Dungeon Bowl? Because I definitely ordered Dungeon Bowl. I'm not sure how I'm going to afford it, but I've definitely ordered it. <laughs> Oh, I'm jealous. I am jealous. I am jealous. I've thought about it. I'm very excited about Dungeon Bowl. I'm still not sure how I'm going to draft, choose a team to draft. Oh, they, again, listened to, I listened to one of the Bonehead episodes, one just dropped today, actually, and it was all of the lists. <gasps> all of them? Yes, all of them. Wait, because I thought we only had two. We only had two, but now they, now they have all of them. I don't um, know where they saw them, but... No, they, they've sent out a couple of preview boxes. I've seen a couple of that might be preview right. boxes, so there's every chance that they've got their hands on. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to give one to someone, they'd probably give one to those guys, so that makes sense. Yes. Um, I can't work out which team I want to play. This is terrible. I've got to work it out, and I've also got to work it out with regards to teams and do I buy miniatures just for Dungeon Bowl or do I try I mean, and the correct mishmash answer. the ones I've already got which will be all different colours and that's not necessarily a bad thing but No but I feel like if they were all wizards and they were drafting a team the first thing they would do was wizard them up some uniforms. True You're trying to draw me into more I reckon, I reckon there's real potential here for us in particular, or you know, and expanded out to the current league. But um, if you want certain members of a team, and I want certain members of a team, and we split a box and get a sprue each, that could work. There could be like, yeah, trading with Blood Bowl miniatures. I I feel yeah, because it'd be one of those things. I want this team, and I need these positions, and you want mm-hmm. that team, and you also need these positions, yeah. and maybe we can wangle. I, I almost feel like there will be a bunch of just red-headed stepchildren mm. of models kicking around. Oh, yeah. But that's conversion fodder, so there's no losing here. Yeah, no, I, I do... Yeah, no, I was driving back from work tonight and I was like, what teams would I want to buy half a box for? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, it, that's the concerning bit, is the how do I source the... I think with Dungeon Bowl, what I'm going to do is work out a team before... I'd buy. I think it's the way to go. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to work out which of these colleges appeals most. First. First. Most first. 
and what my team would be because it's a it's a million gold, eleven to sixteen players, fifty fifty thousand for re rolls. Okay. And there are so many options. So yeah, that's it's terrifying mm. the amount of options we've got. Um, the important thing is, is we need to stop recording now because I have to go listen to Bonehead to find out what the rest of the lists are. Okay. Um, I didn't know that was. Shall we come back in twenty-seven minutes after you've listened? Uh, make it make it thirty-seven. So I got a time to, to brainstorm lists. All right, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about that for the rest of the episode. Excellent. Done. Or they could just listen to the Bonehead podcast. Let's do our summary of a Bonehead podcast. I reckon that's that's more fun. Summary for summary. Yeah, done. And break. For was it Pizza Pockets? Something like that, yes. Trevor yeah. Trove. You said Trevor. Who's Trevor? Anyway. <laughs> a a cornucopia, if you will, to throw a Thanksgiving thing in. Um, many, many games. But the first one we played, whether it was the first one, the first one we'll talk about. Yes. Uh, the first one I played. Little game, close to our hearts. Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl 7s. So just. For those people that have tuned right back in, we are not. And Person. I'm sorry, I hear your disappointment already from the past. <laughs> we are not paraphrasing another podcast. Not this episode. Yet. We've got to prepare. I need, yeah, I need some time to think. I'm and if we paraphrase like a 27-minute podcast, that's, our paraphrasing has got to be less than that? Surely. Got to fit it into a fifteen-minute podcast. I mean, I can do that. Dungeon Bowl, good, excited, teams, yes. Now, shut up, take my money. <laughs> um, it, 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 yeah, it becomes very future robbery. Um, we played blah blah. We played sevens. We played our league game. We played against each other. 
We played the same game. Yeah, we did. We did, and we even streamed it too. So we put it on Twitch. Um, we did have a couple of technical issues with Twitch. So instead of being one video, it's three, I think. Okay. It's up there. But we we met in the Clash of the Titans, the two biggest teams the of teeny, the league. tiny titans. <laughs> Halflings versus notlings. All the lings. All the lings. It was... There was actually not an awful lot of throwing in the team. Did you throw any of your snotlings? I don't think I, I don't threw think a snotling. I didn't get a chance to throw a snotling. I tried. I don't think I got there. No. There was, there was lots of things went wrong. <laughs> lots. The whole game went wrong. <laughs> a lot went wrong. <laughs> it was... Um, yeah, look, it was one of those games. And you had 230k in inducements going in. Yes. Uh, it was... So there was a lot for me to be worried about. You had two bribes to keep your bombardier on. Yeah, and so the big the big call out for me was in the last however long in recent history, um, there was a model previewed released something that's basically a rat ogre with a ball and chain. Yes, and I, I went, one. oh my god, there's a rat ogre with a ball and chain. That is the most exciting thing in the world. Um, and I got reasonably excited about it, and then I got even more excited when I realised that I know where this with, is going. with the mercenary option, right? With and, and that's the way that you get extra players in sevens. You hire mercenaries. There is a, a bona fide big guy, so there is a strength five big guy option, and with all of the things that you can choose to equip them out with, one of those things is a ball and chain. Which so, makes all the sense on a big guy. Got to carry on. Uh, well, Tie it together for me. Well, I mean, so basically what this means is I can, in almost every game that I will play in this league, induce in a rat ogre with a ball, or a big guy of some description, with a ball. That's a strength seven ball and chain. Strength eight ball and chain? Strength eight ball and Does strength, ball and chain add to your strength? Yeah, or is it just a, a plus strength? two. Ooh. Yeah, and that's why it's good. Okay. Plus two, so be strength seven. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you get a treatment with a ball and chain. <laughs> no, because the bona fide big guy just comes in at strength uh, yeah. five. Okay, gotcha. You could pay to give him an extra point of strength, maybe. He would be very expensive, but silly. Anyway. Um, he so comes in with a ball and chain. That was, that was my option A. And I very, very nearly <laughs> took option A. Um, and I'm still thinking very seriously about converting a model specifically to use as a big guy with a ball and chain just for the sheer joy. Um, uh, I want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah, no, this is this is definitely sort of playing into my... Oh, it's, it's not the, the best decision. It's not the tactical decision. But it's the decision that gets you a big guy with a ball and chain. So, you know. And a theme song. Oh, he would come in like such a wrecking ball. <laughs> and I could probably still afford the bribes to keep him on the pitch. Because um, they're half bribes for you. Yeah. Yes. So, it's a thing. Secret weapon, big guy. Ball and chain. The only disappointing thing with sevens is the fact that you start so far apart. Yeah. And I have to somehow get him ball and chaining his way across the pitch. Um, it, it, there's a whole lot of liability to, to manage as part of this, but it'd be fun as fuck. Um, I didn't go with a ball and chain big guy. Um, 
I did, however, go with a couple of just the desperate measure inducements at, you know, the, the however much they are a pop. So I think I got two of those, two bribes and a cheerleader Yes. for my hard-earned hard coin. The cheerleader actually came in handy for one of the roles. Look, there was a kickoff Ironically result. enough, because usually when you take one, it's always the other one that comes up on a kickoff yeah. result. I mean, I'm reasonably sure I won the dice off without her. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> you, got, you got to use her. Well, yeah. Or him. I mean, them. Do snotlings have gender? Sex? I don't know. People? Are they mushrooms like the orcs? Like I, 40k I mean, orcs are meant to be? I assumed they w- were picked out of the noses of trolls. Yeah, probably. Plus the name. Mm. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that, that's how we ended up. So, we ended up with two of the desperate measures. We ended up with two bribes and we ended up with a cheerleader. Uh, the desperate measures I rolled up, actually, I was reasonably happy with. So, the first one, multi-foul. Mm-hmm. This sounds glorious. In a team of snotlings, being able to foul as many times as you like over the course of a uh, one-turn drive thing, um, and to be able to yell multi-foul. Um, that was an absolute win. And the other one was the well-rehearsed thing. I can't remember what it's called, but basically it gave you a free pass action. And by free, I mean it just works. Successful. A successful pass action. So the, the pass works, the catch works, everything just works. Um, which also seemed like it could be vaguely useful given that throwing very rarely works for snotlings in general. Yep. Um, I didn't check, but I assumed that because it was a pass action specifically, it wouldn't work for throwing a teammate, which is not yes, a pass I, action. Yes, I did think about that when you're older, and I'm like, no, it says pass action, which is not throw teammate. It's different. I so, think, yes, I did I think, think we about should, that. We should house rule that, but anyway. Um, <laughs> house rule for the guy playing snotlings, yeah. Okay. You, you have teammates to throw. I do have teammates to throw, but... Yes, no, I, I think it's very legitimately not throw teammate, it's a pass. Probably fair. I'm, not sure, fair. I'm not sure how you could... I, it seems wrong to take the risk out of that reward. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's how we started. I think I won and elected to kick. Correct. The weather was fine. Nothing else of note really happened. You get the ball. That's about the point that I stopped taking notes. All right. So, I got the ball. I mean, I don't have an awful lot of notes because it was one of those games where stuff happened, and but at the same time, nothing happened. So much nothing <laughs> So happened. much nothing. So, I mean, the, the few notes that I've got... I got, the, I got kicked too. So, straight away... Both my trees decided not to root themselves and wander What's up the, the pitch. Actual shit. Like, I had one tree root itself once, and then you knocked him down, so he was going to get back up anyway. You're welcome. I needed to do it, but <laughs> and that was it. The whole game. You, normally, by turn two, by turn three, both of my trees are rooted. Look, and legitimately, my thinking went here. Their movement isn't high. 
You probably want to keep them close. So if I just let you walk at me for a couple of turns, chances are one is going to root themselves and mm-hmm. I can deal with it now. Yep. So it was it was give you a couple of turns to kind of advance until something went wrong That's and fair. then pounce. Hmm. Um, it didn't there go wrong, Cotton? No. Um, well, uh, so yeah, first turn, both trees walk up. Halfling walks up slightly behind. My other halflings are sort of around. One of them has the ball. Because I think was that the touch probably back? a touchback, yeah. And but nobody's standing close to each other. No one's next to each other because you happen to have a bombardier. I definitely had a bombardier. Um, I knew what was coming. And he was coming, and he was he was a mistake, probably, definitely. He's not the mistake. Oh. No, he isn't the mistake. No. The mistake is what I did next, which is go, fuck it. You have a halfling with the ball. I have no way of stopping him g- g- standing next to a tree and being thrown. Mm-hmm. So I'll throw a bomb at him. Yep. Um, what I should have done is throw a snotling at him. But anyway, I threw a bomb instead. But what that did was put my bombardier way out in front of everybody else who proceeded to get absolutely splattered. Blitzed by a halfling from memory. Yeah. So, I mean, anything... And then he was gone, injured, got an injury, turned two bombardiers out of the game. Yep. So I was happy with that. At that point, all your players begin to stand next to each other. Yes. Well, you know, then now they can, so... I mean, they could before, I'm just saying. They, they could had, before, they were, they were just risking a bomb to the face. <sighs> yeah, as I should have held him, and I knew you were going to try and spread out a little bit, um, but it was... Probably, I mean, my goal was to spread out where I could, where I, until yeah. that bombardier was off the pitch. So, I mean, it was how I could try and then force you to have to move. Mm. And we start playing that game. But instead of that, I just ran him out the front and threw <laughs> things at you. You presented him like, oh, a, like just, a well-wrapped Christmas gift. Yeah. Early present. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, he was good. And... I mean, the other notes I have really is, like I said, one tree rooted itself once all game. I mean, that being said, I feel like dice were really nobody's friend. Your your casualty dice, definitely, or your injury dice, definitely worked better than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, except for that one time where I'm reasonably sure you just yelled, and here are the double ones, yep. and rolled them. Yes. Um <laughs> I'm like, here comes Snake Eyes, and sure enough. <laughs> that was, I don't know what the odds of that is happening, but I feel like to be able to call the shot. One in 36 or something, isn't it? Yeah, but to be able to call it. Well, if you call it every time. I mean, yeah, but who calls every roll? <laughs> Me from now on, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, you had a, a troll who wanted to blitz. He really did. He really wanted to blitz. That was, that was my like my punchy one too. He had Juggernaut and he was going to blitz things. And it was going to be glorious because mm. I very much felt like the correct play for me was to try and get a little bit ahead on the casual table um, because I had more players in the reserve. Like I, mm. I, I could bring more guys on. Um, yeah, I felt with swarming and everything, I felt you know, I could get the numbers up. Yep. Life suddenly looks pretty good. Um, and it didn't even have to be the numbers up overall. It just means that any one drive, if I had more players on the pitch than you... It's a win. It, it is good. And, I mean, swarming means that I should do that, but the more the merrier. 
but I was managing to take out a couple of snotlings, and yeah, your your troll decided not to blitz twice in the first half. I was about to say at least twice. Yeah, was, yeah, and he especially really when you wanted him to blitz, he decided not to. Yeah. You know, you, you do really, really clever things like put snotlings next to trees for assists mm-hmm. and then the troll chooses not to blitz. And then the trees can hit the snotlings. The it's great. Just, oh. But yeah, turn six, I swiped back at that troll, said troll, got through armour, injured troll, regeneration did not come off. So I, I solved that problem for you. He didn't have to blitz Look, for the rest of the game. He was not letting me down, but I now was playing <laughs> the rest of the game with a singular troll. Mm. Suboptimal. And no bombardier. This this is my offensive option slowly <laughs> just leaving me. Um, mm. But, I mean, that's pretty much where the dice went right for me. They yes. didn't go right anywhere else, really. I failed to pick up the ball multiple times throughout the course of the game. Several times. Couldn't get the little halfling into the end zone the first half. And, um, yeah, for the rest of whenever the ball was underground, I could not pick it up for the no. life of me. So they just didn't quite get there in the end. So we ended up well, closing out the first half with a nil-all mm-hmm. result. But I was down a bomb and a troll. So, you know, who's the real winner here? Um, we then run into the second half. Down a troll. Did I mention I'm down a troll? I'm down I think a, I mentioned you, it. You had, you had two trees. I'm pretty sure you still had two trees. Two unrooted trees. Yeah, you had not um, rooted themselves at any point at this t- I'm time. Really, I'm naming them Chris and Mari. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Anywho. And I ended up, again, I'm pretty sure with a touchback. And it's not laying with the ball. So the only way I could think about playing this was really to pick a side. I, I couldn't run up the guts because it was just going to be way too risky with both those trees hanging there. Um, so pick a side. So I picked A side. It didn't really matter which because you always deploy pretty. I, I like to be symmetrical. Yeah. So it, it really didn't make a difference. Um, so it was just whichever side the ball was on, to be honest. Yep. Um, we ran down there. The troll formed one corner and the only decent corner of a cage. And I think I think I managed to get him down as well. <laughs> At least once. <laughs> and I was trying to play all kinds of fun. So and this is where it all sort of it, it got in. So reasonably close to the sideline, about halfway down the pitch, the troll goes down. Which was down a problem for me because it was basically the anchor to everything else, mm-hmm. um, and I needed him to be there so I could run everyone else around and do things. And I had the the fun hopper on the other side of the pitch, so I had potentially another threat. But the problem is, is when all your threats are strength one, that even halflings can two dice them. Um, so it wasn't a huge threat, but it was a threat all the same. And there was yeah a point here. The troll is down. Every basic, everyone except the person with the ball and like one other snotling is marked at this mm-hmm. point in time. It is a dilemma. And at that exact moment, I remembered the desperate measures 
that I had rolled up from the start of the game that I've neglected to... Like, it hadn't mattered up until then because I hadn't had an opportunity to use them. Nothing had actually... I don't know if my, anything had hit the ground on your team by that point in time. Potentially not. Nothing significant and definitely not more than one at a time. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity of multi-foul was just not there. So the way this played out was a gutsy little little roll of one snotling dodging at least three times. Pretty sure said snotling was on the floor next to a halfling and had to stand up and get away. Yeah. Yeah, so he's standing up, he's dodging, there was at least two other dodge rolls to get him there, and there was two go-for-its to get him Mm -hmm. into the end zone. And it was at this point that I realised exactly what was going on. Yeah. But he did not let me down, and that was the one time, the only time (laughs) in this entire game, um, the dice did not betray me. That little snotling got himself right the way to the end zone. He made all those dodges, he made all those go-for-its, the rushes, whatever the fuck we call them now, and he stood in that end zone. And then my snotling with the ball ran as far as those little snotling leaves would take him. And then as Desperate Measures play came into play, and he just automatically passed it to the guy in the end zone. He ran all the way so that None of my halflings were underneath as well. It was Oh, yeah. No, we were definitely going from <laughs> zero chance of intercept. I was removing all dice from this equation. Um, so, at some point in the second half, we managed to score a touchdown. So, at this point in time, all I needed to do was to score one with the remaining turns so we could have a draw and I could keep my streak reset over here. <laughs> Straight reset because you you won against who did you win against Alice. So also should not have happened. <laughs> oh well, but uh, yeah, no. You to to make that work, my halflings would need to be able to pick up the ball. <laughs> and there was a, there was at one point there was you know there was like the last point in the game I had to pretty much do something. I had to no, I had to get the ball. I had the ball at the stage, I think, and I had to hand off to a halfling standing next to a tree and then throw him and then yep. somehow land close. That, and that was basically the... the that was the pretty much... And I, don't, I don't think the handoff worked. It was one dice really early on. It was legitimately failed. the first. Yeah, it was... It was a dodge roll or was the handoff or was this something, it was something stupid that you should have made. Yep. And the first one failed and that was it. That was that game. Was it. It's not go to second on a ladder. What is this? I think it's still somewhat near the bottom this is, where they should be. This is Yeah, but I am definitely not where I should be. <laughs> you are not should <laughs> I am nowhere right. near where I should be. That's right. Jack hasn't played most of his games yet, so oh, you'll, you'll go back down. I'm absolutely... Yeah. I, I have two games left this season and neither of them are going well. <laughs> I can... Uh, now, I've got one more. I've got against Bradley, so I'm not expecting to win that one either. I'm playing against Underworlds, but... We'll give that a go. Um, that's pretty much it for sevens. That's it? Yeah. Uh, uh, was there any other games this couple of weeks? I don't think I so. Say. There was potential for Lockie and Alice to play last night, but Lockie couldn't make it in the end either. Didn't so, um, yeah, still, still got a couple more games to go for the season, and then we can look at resetting and... Starting another season and or 
other seasons. Yes. Multi-season. Multi-season. Can't say multi-fail, but maybe we can say multi-season. Anywho, uh, apart from Blood Bowl 7s, I also got a Marvel game in, and it was against Jared, so Avengers versus Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. I don't have an awful lot of notes for this because... You only need one. Which is the one? What do I need? The one note, the defining factor that won and lost that game. Oh, I didn't actually write that bit down because <laughs> it was something I realised the day after and I was like, oh, well, whatever. Um, so Avengers, Avengers are tough, man. I think we both sort of found that out. They're hard hitting and they don't go down easy. Uh, I had a couple of, like, I played Magneto, Mr. Sinister, Toad, Quicksilver, and Bob. And uh, Magneto definitely held his own. He had multiple rounds of three-plus people trying to take him down. Um, Mr. Sinister was... One that I slightly misplayed because I wanted to try. Mister Sinister's got this ability where he can bring somebody in like late game who's completely healthy and ready to take on whatever's left of the opponent. And he he basically accrues tokens, and you can spend tokens and get a threat level of half of the tokens that you're spending. By towards the end of the game, I had seven tokens, and I really wanted to get Sabretooth in. And I waited just that one round too long. <laughs> I could have gotten dead. Uh, I could have very easily, if I'd thought about it, gone, well, Sinister's on like one health left. I need to protect him. He needs to go another round to get Sabretooth, or I can just get Deadpool now. And I should have done that. Yes. But I was greedy. And I went for Sabretooth, and Sinister went down before then so yeah look I, I need to play around with him a bit more i like the idea of him but at the same time i don't know how well he fits yeah into the crew uh the objectives we had a one of the typical hold objective and we also had one of those retrieve so turning over a token and one of the three tokens was the senator or someone who you had to basically yep. pick up and carry around for as long as you could. Uh, he was in the third one that we turned over. Mm-hmm. So by that stage, yeah, and I was the one that turned over the third one, so I knew he was there. And I had Quicksilver nice and ready. Quicksilver ran around with the said senator for a while, accruing a couple of points. He... Quicksilver's great. He's got a whole heap of speed bonuses. He's got like a something that means that he can jump when somebody attacks him. He can move away from the attack, which is great. And I used it really well. But when he's holding somebody, he doesn't go very far. I assume that does the hold also reduce your speed to S? Yeah. It does. And it, it really was painful. I managed to keep hold of the senator for like three rounds. And then Quicksilver eventually got dazed. Ant-Man picked up the Senator. Next round, I Quicksilver ran in and had this card in my hand. So I hit Mm Ant-Man or whoever had him. Did like one or two damage, but it was enough to play the card, which said 
you know, I grabbed this guy off you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you very much. And off he went again. And he kept on running for a while. Uh, but eventually he went down. But he was, I mean, he was good. But, um, like, I needed that speed. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's the tough one with those kind of retrieve ones. Mm. Do you go the quick one to get him quickly? Uh, but then... You get there quickly, but you can't get away quickly. No. So you then kind of need the senator yeah, to be on somebody yeah. who can take the hits. Um, but yeah. they're also rough ones because you also generally don't know where that retrieve is going to be. Yes. Yeah. So you need to get to them, which generally means you need your fast opt. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's rough. It's and not being able one. to drop them and hand them off is... So, I mean, room for improvement, but definitely room for thought. The The other thing... I will say about the game is that I eventually I was down to who was I down to? I think it was Toad, Toad and Bob. They were my last two standing, and I did. By that stage, I was getting the rockets going with Bob. Bob was firing rockets, blowing himself backwards, dazing himself coming back, loading up, firing another rocket. And, I mean, it, the rockets themselves, I think I got one of them off where I could actually damage an extra person. Um, but it was inter- It was just fun fun to play around with him. He's got a special rule, though, saying that if he's the last one on your team, that's it, you lose. <laughs> because he doesn't die. Yeah, you okay. cannot kill him you unless he's got him. an activation token on him. Yeah. And if he's firing that rocket, then he's dazing himself. So he hasn't got an activation token yeah, okay. well, until until you're done. But he's dazed, so he's coming back next round anyway. Uh, but by this stage, Toad had like a couple of health and Jared was lining up for Bob and I'm like, Toad's all you need, mate. Yeah, but don't, don't, don't do it. Yeah, so, I mean, I started off, I was racking up the points early on. But by turn three or four, Jared had overtaken me and I was literally just running around with the senator for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, look, I held my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my five guys, my 17 points worth, held their own. And I'm happy about that. I'm taking that as a win. So my game was also against Jared. Mm-hmm. Um and he assured me in no uncertain terms <laughs> that he had recalculated the threat value of his roster at least five times. <laughs> I mean, part of this is my fault because I have, I mean, I played around with one of the apps and, you know, put in my roster and it comes up with all these options, mm-hmm. you know, for the certain threat values. And at no point in any of those options did I have six characters but when Jared lined up against me with six characters did I question it not for a second no. I'm like geez all right fair enough um he's a cheap all right um yeah and they were tough and they hit hard I mean I think I don't know did I I think I KO'd two of the mm. six maybe maybe three if I'm lucky um but it wasn't until the next morning I'm, I'm thinking on the way to work. I'm like, how did he have six characters like in a 17th threat game? <laughs> a 
apparently he didn't. <laughs> no. Um, and we're talking about it. And I think realistically what had happened is he had it in his head that at one point in time there, he had exactly 17 threat worth of mm-hmm. models in his collection. Yep. Since then, he'd bought and painted more. But in his head, he had exactly 17 <laughs> threat models worth of models in his collection. So he just put them down. Um Forgetting that he had since bought and painted more, which means he actually had more than 17. Anyway. Yeah. Um, he had 21 it was, for those playing it along at home. So I would have been up at the bare minimum lesser Captain America, lesser Iron yeah. Man, potentially less you know, Black Widow and an Ant-Man or something along yeah, those something, lines. something, either way. Depending on which way you wanted to go. Anyway. So the disappointing part of this is the fact that I can't claim the same, <laughs> um, you know, skullduggery or sheer um, ignorance to, to that thwarted my attempts. No, so um, yeah, we laid up, uh, and due to the lack of cards between us, we played a seventeen-thread game. Mm-hmm. Um, that game was I can't remember, but the. To go and hold them was basically four objectives. Mm-hmm. They gave you one player each. They gave you one victory point each. Happy days. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was the scroll agent. So it was roll some dice. If you get a crit, you grab the skull. That was the one you played last time. Yeah. This is actually going back to my aim. The, the hold objective ones. This is something I didn't even think about. But like, for example, Mr. Sinister towards the end was holding an objective. And yes. those objectives, you could interact and heal yourself. Didn't even think about it. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and this was the last one that we played was the, the scroll agent. So, three tokens along the f- middle. You you interact with one. You roll some dice. If you get a crit, you get the scroll agent. You remove the rest of them. Now, last game, that took me a significant portion of the game of just rolling dice and get nothing. Mm-hmm. And then Jared swooped in at the last minute and grabbed it. Um, and a couple of things. So... Jared's roster this time around, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Ant-Man, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. So he missed the, you know, the extra, which would have, probably would have been Hawkeye, I'd guess. Yes. Yeah. So he had Hawkeye. Again. And he potentially with the more expensive Widow. Um, Something, yeah, yeah. Is Ant-Man two or three? I think Ant-Man's three. Okay. So he must have gone to cheaper Widow. Yeah. Um, so... That was his, his list against me still. And I'm still going to say nuggety little bastards. Mm-hmm. I mean, for what well, Iron Man's strong. a three threat. Yeah. Caps are four. Thor's, Thor's a five. five. Um, and legitimately a five. Like, he yeah. does some decent but stuff. But hard, just all of those three particularly, very hard to put mm. down. Um, and Ant-Man and Widow got some tricks between them. So, again, no, no slouches, but, you know, just not the same raw nuggetiness. Um I took a particular choice um, in that I was really curious to see whether more activations actually mattered. Mm-hmm. So I took for my roster, look, still She-Hulk, so he's still rocking a sixth threat leader. Yep. Takes a big old chunk out of it. Um, Angela, so another five threat mm-hmm. off the back of that. On a 17th threat game. Okay, so you're up to 11. Yep. Uh, Crystal's a three. Mm-hmm. And she's that one I haven't played as well, so I thought we'll throw her in. Uh, and Lockjaw. Yep. What's Lockjaw, by the way? Two or two, three? Two, I think. Yeah, so two we're sitting three. on 16. 
No, he must be a three. Okay. So it was, I was 17. I was bang okay, on. So. I used the app, I don't think. Um, so that was that was kind of the, the ploy. So all right, I'm just going to rock four with two really big heavy hitters and just see how it plays out. Mm. Um, you know, I was thinking, all right, well, next game what I'll do is I'll spam a whole bunch of little like two and three threats. And, yep. and then I realized that with She-Hulk as the leader, I still only have five models. It doesn't actually matter. Um, so... I don't know if that's really thinking, but you know, the, the plan was I'll run as few models as I can and then I'll run a whole bunch of models and see if there's a bit of a play difference. Um, so the way this plays out is I went right. Well, it took me about a bazillion times to try and get this scroll agent the first time around. So let's start this. Yep. And Crystal, between her own movement, which is reasonable, and um, Lockjaw's teleport, Landed there pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Start of turn two, maybe. I'm on the objective and I pick up the Skrull agent. Okay. I didn't really expect this. <laughs> um, you didn't have a game plan after that. No, I was just going to start rolling dice and, and you know, I, I assume that there's a certain amount of dice that you need to roll before the Skrull agent <laughs> really reveals itself. That's what the last game taught me. Uh, it was not the case. And I went, oh, shit, now I have to extract Crystal very quickly. Mm -hmm. Which, to be fair, I thought I had done. Um, I had her back in my deployment zone, behind terrain, very quickly. Looking, we're still with the agent, still. Lockjaw can teleport, can he? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, Lockjaw is my new favourite thing Mm -hmm. in the world. Um so, notwithstanding the model itself, he's very. Tongue. I like him. He's pretty, um, but for anyone that doesn't know, Lockjaw is a big, big dog. He's a size three. He's a big. He's dog. a big dog. He's a big boy. He's a large puppy. Um, so anyway, if he is standing next to a model, a friendly model, when he activates, he mm. gets three power. Okay. It costs two power to teleport someone. Either himself or teleport. Okay. So, he's doing that every single turn. Yep. He's only got a short movement, mm-hmm. um, but as I said, he can either teleport himself or someone else. It's someone within three and it's moved them three. Mm-hmm. Or he can teleport himself three. Okay. So, he's got some reasonable move that you've always got. He, he racked up power. So He had so much power <laughs> over the course of this game. Um, that's that's kind of the big, big caveat. So, between him, he threw and then he went and retrieved Crystal and he dumped her behind him and... She ran away. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of plan A, and I thought she was relatively safe. And then it was just, all right, well, I'll hold a couple of these objectives. You hold a couple of those objectives. So I dumped She-Hulk on one. Nice and easy. She's not going anywhere. Angela, for a threat five mm-hmm. model, has a long movement. Okay. What sort of base? Medium base? Big one. Yeah. Big one of One of the, the, the bigger ones. Ooh, okay. I'm like, right, well, she's getting mm-hmm. around. So, I threw her at Black Widow, mm-hmm. thinking, right, well, I cost more than you, and I hit harder than you, and I think I'll just remove you and stand on yours until I have to mm-hmm. do something else. Also knowing, because she flies, she is a drop-off option for She-Hulk if yep. I need to reposition okay. with a long move, mm-hmm. um, which was all kinds of juicy. So she sounding good. Yeah. Worked in my head. She legs it at Widow. Widow proceeded to daze her. Okay. I'm not sure how that worked either. 
Um, just by looking at it. Yeah, just, yeah. She was, she was just dead. by being she was in dazzling. the better it was, and it, it like, look, show. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a very good movie. Um, look, it was a combination of just good dice and bad positioning by mm-hmm. me, I think. Um, I gave her the opportunity before I could really hit her. I probably didn't need to go balls out towards her knowing that I could get there next turn. Um, and then there was probably a point where one of her superpowers basically gives you an attack and then lets you make a second attack out of a wild or a crew yep. or something. I can't remember now. And it just didn't pay off at all either. So I didn't get the second attack. I did some wounds, but not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so that didn't pay off. Still good. I'm still up by a couple. I've still got the scroll agent. In the meantime, sort of everybody from Jared's just kind of advances somewhat to the middle of the table. Um, they are simple. This is very much what happened. Um, but I'm oh, everyone's kind of happy. As I said, Crystal's taken a couple of wounds, but she's okay. Lockjaw's taken a couple of wounds. He's okay. And it, very quickly, it, it kind of... I, I'm not entirely sure when it happened, but it happened. Um, so Widow dazes Angela. Mm-hmm. Not optimal. And at, at just the wrong time, it was like he acted... I activated in the wrong order yep. and I gave him a shot before she'd managed to go mm-hmm. that turn. So I lost a whole turn with her. Problem one. Um, I also didn't take Widow off as quickly as I thought I would do, which means that she was still out around and giving me trouble. Yep. Um, Iron Man proceeds uh, between, and there was a combination of, there was ricochets from Captain America's shield, which doesn't mm-hmm. need line of sight. Yep being able to still hit crystal behind terrain and all kinds of jazz mm-hmm. and then the homing rockets from Iron Man also not needing line of sight okay so she was not at all safe um so she ended up dazed between some push effects or some move effects and being able to place the the agent mm-hmm. Iron Man picks her up yep. eventually um was basically the way that played out um where, so, where this ends up is Jared now has the agent mm-hmm. with Iron Man running away and I then reposition and basically Crystal gets murdered by homing rockets. Angela's already been dazed, but I basically dump She-Hulk, Angela, Lockjaw in the center of the table mm-hmm. and just like, all right, we're going to tank everybody. Um, the A-Force Assemble card I played at the start of the next round basically lets... You roll an extra dice from memory for defense. Okay. Yep. For each A-Force character you are within two of. Okay. So, they're all standing basically yep. next to each other. We've we're, we're, uh, got a little bit more tankiness about us. Um, Lockjaw, one of his other abilities, superpower, three power to spend, but again, he's just accumulating. You target an enemy model and every other ally gets an extra Two dice, mm-hmm. one die, either way. It's basically one of those, you know, bloodhound yeah. um, effects. So you get buffs for hitting someone. So at this point in time, She-Hulk goes, she's got a five power attack that's like nine. Uh, like it, It's a big one, right? Yeah. I'm rolling 12 dice by the end of some buff stacks and some whatnot. Which is more than you get in a box. Yeah. So there was having to. I have to work out what I'm re-rolling here and which ones I'm bringing in and all that kind of stuff. Um, it looked pretty good. I was absolutely removing 
whatever I hit, which was Captain America at this point mm-hmm. in time, because I knew he was just going to bodyguard if I tried to hit anyone else. 12 dice. I think there was four successful hits out of those 12 dice. 33%. And at least two of them were stopped with a vibranium shield. So I think we worked out that there are, on an eight-sided Marvel dice, there are four successes. So it's yeah. 50%. So of your 12 dice, realistically, you should have had six. Yeah. Plus one of some of those would have been crits. Mm-hmm. So there's the, every chance you're running like an eight. Yep. Um, Twas not to be. That was the first attack. We then go for a slightly, you know, smaller option, which is with a regular builder, which is still a seven dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, which went up to nine, and I did another two damage. I was very much expecting Captain America to be gone mm-hmm. and to be able to actually start focusing on some things, and that was not to be. Um, he was just kind of a little bit miffed. Yeah, he was just yeah slightly perturbed. Uh, <laughs> so, I'd lost the Skrull agent, I'd lost Crystal, I had a... Injured side Angela and an injured side Lockjaw by this point in time. Mm. It was not looking good. Um, Jared, who has had the joy of She-Hulk before, decided this was the prime opportunity just to pile in. And he did. Mm -hmm. Between patch-up, I think, is the tactics card. Spend up to five power, heal Mm -hmm. five wounds. Absolutely spend five power on that sucker. And I actually burned an entire Angela activation to get her there to patch up just to keep She-Hulk in the game. And Lockjaw has... uh, You can't Lockjaw. My God, this dog is good. But he has a specific tactics card that you can take with him called Last Minute Save. If a model will be KO'd, Mm -hmm. um, remove one wound and place them within two of Lockjaw. Okay. So, She-Hulk has 20 wounds on her card mm-hmm. and then she's KO'd. She took 26 wounds over the course of that game. Okay. Because five, five of them could turn it up and one from the last minute save. And she still went down. Um, Avengers, hey? It was, it was, as I said, it was, it was one of those things that I could... I had some opportunities. Like early on, it was looking reasonably good. I was caught off guard, which I should not have been when Crystal grabbed the Skrull Agent earlier than mm-hmm. I expected. Um, and then a couple of situations where just Dice did not do what Dice was supposed to do. So Angela for five threat, I haven't seen the value of yet, but she went down with about 13 power sitting on her. Jeez, Okay. Um, I, I just hadn't had an opportunity to use at that point. So I was gearing up for a wonderful turn whenever it happened. I think that was the thing with me that I managed to use the power that I was getting, especially Magneto. Magneto's got this ability where if he's targeted by an attack, he can spend two power and use his mystic defense, which is six. Okay, how? Yeah. So I was using that all the time. And a lot of times, you know, I was getting some of that back and then using it again. Yeah. Oh, look, I think I, uh, there was there was bits and pieces. I intentionally took a smaller model count just to see mm-hmm. what it would do. I also intentionally... The last couple of games I've played with... is a special delivery, the one where you pick up She-Hulk yeah. and drop her. I've played it very early. 
Mm. and basically dumped her in the center of the table just to start controlling that. And I intentionally didn't do that this game, work on the principle that I will probably want it later in the game and I will redeploy her that. She died with me not using that. So there wasn't an opportunity for that. That just, it didn't fall into play. Um, As I said, I didn't get the value out of Angela. She died with 13 power on her. Um, And a fair amount of my time was scrambling to make sure that I didn't lose She-Hulk any earlier than I did. A couple of things I think I did get. um, Start to really see the benefit of terrain throwing. Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily for removing the terrain, but just because often you just need to plink one or two damage at range. And yep. it's just that opportunity to, all right, I I've, haven't quite got you with my base attack or you've managed to move away or something's happened. But for a couple of power, here's some options I've got, which given you're only throwing terrain that size, you know, two, three, four, um, four if you're lucky, you're probably only hitting a couple of points of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're only plinking really, but often that's all you need. Um so the stack of stuff that I've thrown over the course of that game was a fair amount. And it was just, I feel like I had power to burn. With, Lockjaw has a terrain throw. Does he? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Because I say, again, with Magneto, Magneto was like, this is the thing. Now Now I have Mystique. I have a three-point Brotherhood leader alternative. Yeah. But Magneto was so good in this game that I, like, I don't know. It would be... Tough for me to choose anyone over him at the moment because he was he throws stuff all over the place. Yeah, last two games I've used him, I have thrown and more terrain than anything. He's generating his own terrain as he well, is, yes. which means that you you're not running out. Mm. Firstly, you're not potentially throwing terrain that is giving you cover, which mm-hmm. was the other thing I had to be a little bit careful of when I was hiding with the scroll agent. Turned out I didn't because they could hit me anyway. Um, Who cares about terrain? But, when you're... but that was that was the thing. Um, yeah, but just the benefit of tr- when to do it and that kind of stuff. Um, I said when to play taxis cards was an issue. Um, yeah, it was a really interesting game. And the end of it, by that time, it absolutely snowballed and Jared ended up winning by taking everything off the table. Importantly, Lockjaw was the last one on the table and he was single-handedly chasing down Iron Man. Um, he just couldn't, couldn't quite bite him. He was amazing. That was absolutely my model of the match. Um, yeah, he was, he was incredible. I, I'm going to have to run him a bunch more and just to see what else and how yeah. else you can get utility out of him because it was it was really good. And just, you know, thinking about things like an extra three-inch teleport or a, a three-range mm-hmm. teleport on She-Hulk, glorious, and then a special delivery. I can deliver across the table. Turn two yeah. and just up punching on stuff um but trying to work out where the the crew is really strong and i feel like it it's currently a little bit of a a clumpy kind of crew mm-hmm. like you want to bring everyone together and you kind of want to sit on one of those big objectives and just deny it to everybody else um so then what else do you bring to to hit the other things yeah that's the whole objective thing that's why i haven't quite worked out with marvel mm-hmm. yet and, I, and probably because we've been very lazy and just been like, let's set up a game in advance so we can just roll some dice and, mm-hmm. and start playing. So I haven't really worked out how to, to build my you know, sideboard with those 
tactics and stuff to the play a game that benefit me. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough. I don't understand which ones I've got and whether I want to play a high threat versus a low threat game based on what I'm bringing, what you're bringing and all that stuff as well. Um, so there's a lot more depth that we still need to unpick, but just starting to get some of the in-game, why would I do this? Why would I do that? How do I, how do I play, you know, this, who am I activating first and, and that kind of jazz. Um, I missed some opportunities today, some, some models before they activated, Jared got those. So, you know, you're starting to just see the, the tactics build, which I'm really enjoying. Um, but he spanked a living shit out of me and he had the right number of threat to do it, which is disappointing for everyone. <laughs> Damn it. Jared needs to be taken down now. But the game, look, we've both been printing pretty heavily with mm-hmm. the terrain and it looked very nice. It, like none of it was painted or well, there was a car that was painted. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty excited. Like it was fun watching more of our models painted, mm-hmm. more of the, terrain like when we first started it was just what was in the box as a starting point and it started to progress yep. from that you can start to see that the world come together a little bit more is very fun um a little bit more immersive i i like it i'm i am liking where marvel is going and, and there must be more we need more i mean that stands for everything but that is no. all the stuff i have played those mm. two games well i did get one more game in uh, which you were invited to, but then you piked at the last minute. I mean, I can't can't refute this, no. except for the fact that when I piked, it was actually because my wife had booked something well in advance and asked me about it. I'm like, yeah, sure, do what you want, and didn't actually check dates. So at the last minute, I'm like, all right, well, so what's on tonight? And she goes, oh, I'm going out for dinner with... I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, well. That's awkward. Anywho. Anyway, we had, so last night I played, we've got various Patreon levels. We do. So, you know, various idea, uh, various levels that you can help contribute to us doing giveaways and, and prizes and, and stuff like that. It's all going back into you guys anyway. But one of them, one of the levels is that you can play a game with us. And James, one of our Patreons, has been really interested in Kill Team. And so last night, four of us converged on James's place and played everyone's first game of Kill Team. So it was a very much a learning experience. We had uh, so James was playing his beloved Necrons, which he has been. Nobody, nobody beloves Necrons. Necrons are not beloved. They're very cool. Come on. I have a full 30,000 point army. I don't know how many points. But it's not beloved. It's pretty. I like it. None of those points are refuted. (sighs) All right. Anyway, James was playing Necrons. We had Dylan playing Space Marines. So Dylan has some old half-painted... New Dylan or old Dylan? Uh, New Dylan. Okay. Better Dylan. I mean, that's a low bar. (laughs) Um, Alice had some Death Guard. Mm Mm-hmm. And I took Chaos Rats. No. <gasps> Who are you? I know. I was That was the plan all up until the last minute. I'm like, wait a minute. I've got these other models I've never used. Uh, Loyalist Space Marines. What? Legion of the Damned. So oh, okay. they're yeah, pretty they're, models. Are they the new ones too? No, they're the old, the metal, old ones. metal ones. So 
bit of weight. They look pretty. They're very yeah. cool. They're yeah, all if you're undercated. losing the game, you can just throw one at someone. Yep, and kill them. Yeah. Uh, completely covered in a black undercoat. Not much else. I really do like I, them. Yeah. I love nice. the models. I am just scared shitless of ever painting them. So. No, they're fine. Fire and skeletons and stuff. How many are there? How many are there in a kill team? Yes. Five. Okay. And how many models are you away from hitting your goal for the... <laughs> I'm trying to get to 150 this year, so I am, I'm currently 13 shy. Right. Interesting. And working on 10 Necromunda models. Anyway, you, you might exceed your goal. Yes. Um. We, so we split up. We had two tables going side by side. I said pretty much the only thing we shouldn't do is have me play Dylan because then it's just Space Marines versus Space Marines and that's kind of boring. So you played Dylan? Uh, no, so I played Alice. Okay. And James played Dylan. We, it was very much what we did with Marvel. So base rules. Yep. Trying to get used to the game. Uh, we didn't have, we didn't use any objectives or anything like that. We just focused on killing the other models. The So my team, which was pretty much exactly what Dylan had as well, was five guys, five Space Marine intercessors. Dudas, yep. Bolter guys. Yep. Anyway. Regular, everyday. Regular bolter guys. One guy, dudes. four guys with bolters, one guy with a bolt pistol and a power sword. Cool. Playing against Alice. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a, okay. When you are playing Kill Team, you get options. And with Space Marines, you get one squad yes. of any of these squads but just one squad yep so I had these five guys Alice playing Death Guard yes had four guys four different guys okay yeah which was a bit interesting so she had much more variety than I did she had a an icon bearer mm-hmm. which was basically he had the ability to because Death Guard they had the whole sort of feel no pain type yeah, role at the end. Hard to hurt. Hard things. to hurt, yeah. So the Icon Bearer could make that slightly better for them. She had a leader who had a plasma pistol and a sword. Uh she had a normal bolter guy and she had a heavy gunner as well. All of those things seem good. Yes, so fire my five guys against her four. Uh the there's various things that, that I'm glossing over, but that being said, we did gloss over a lot last yep. night. It was very much four people. Brand new. Try, brand new. Just this is legitimately it. the other three people's first foray into 40K at all. Uh, the one rule which I did take note of in particular is Overwatch. So yes. basically what happens is if you have less guys than your opponent... Mm-hmm. For every extra guy that they have, you get an Overwatch shot, which is this one okay. shot, negative one to hit, but it's something to make it a little bit more. Yeah, even. okay, but to you basically up. get a free shot just yeah. to balance it out, which yeah, is slightly exactly. different to the Necromunda version, which is basically an action that you go on Overwatch, and then anyone who walks into your field of fire, you get a shot at. But okay. I like it as a. Balancing. I don't know Necromunda one, but I definitely know Space Hulk yeah. Overwatch. Um, we. Yeah, like I said, we were just playing shits and giggles, shooting each other. We lined up. It's four rounds, four turns in the game. Alice and I's game was over 
pretty much while they were still playing turn two. Okay. Because, I mean, Dylan had five Space Marines. James had two squads worth of Necrons. Okay. So Dylan was getting an awful lot of overshot, overwatch shots. Alice and I just took pot shots at each other. Hmm. Left or right and center. You can you basically can assign either like take cover or go all out as assault. Yeah. Uh, various different movement options. Because uh, someone with a funky does this yeah. have the funky movement tool? Yeah, it's a little like a, a half a thing. trapezoid or well, yeah. I don't know what it is, but like there's a white side, a blue side, and a black side. Uh, for example, Space Marines were moving three whites. So you lay it down. Yeah, yeah cool. Uh, Death Guard were moving two different. Basically, the guns have no range, most of them. Yeah. So if you can see something, you can shoot it. Mm-hmm. Although the pistols have like a range and things like that. But yeah, we're just sort of taking pot shots while both our leaders sort of ran at each other with the ran sword. Ran at each other with the sword. And by the end of four rounds, I had two guys left. I had taken out... Alice took out one of my guys pretty quickly, and then in return, I took out her heavy gunner. Okay. Um, I targeted him first. I was about to say, that's kind of your... Yeah. I, after that, I targeted the her leader and took him out in, like, round three. So I had two guys left, which were both just standard bolter guys. She had two guys left. She had the icon bearer and the bolter guy. Yeah. Uh, but we kind of played it after the four rounds. I had more wounds left than her, so therefore the victory was mine. Yeah, but this is but realistically, realistically, it's just how does this play out? How does the turn work? What are the base mechanics? How do we roll dice? Look, the th- the one thing I will say is this is meant to be 40k's version of Warcry. I was about to say this is the one with basically the Warcry because yes. the box is now the steward, the gas masky dudes. Yes, and orcs, maybe. Yes. I don't know. I think. It is not Warcry. That's disappointing for everyone. Warcry is... We've played Warcry. We've played quite a few games of Warcry. Warcry is very simple. Yes. Uh, This is 40k light. Yeah. But it's 40k. Okay. So every gun has different options. You know, you're... Leader's health is better, bigger than your normal guy's health. All that sort of stuff. There was a wound... Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, and I'll play it again. And Jane, like, we'll do the same thing. We will add more rules next turn. Yeah. Uh, but it was very much so. You, you've got your movement. You've got your actions. So yep. every person gets a set number of actions, alternating turns at least, mm-hmm. and which is great. Finally, for forty k. So my Space Marines, as opposed to Alice's Death Guard, we would both have had three actions per turn. So every activation we could move and then we could shoot and then we could do something else. The You have your wounds. My guys all had 13 wounds. Okay. And Leader, Leader Beans had 14. Alice's guys had 12. Her leader had 13. But then she gets the five plus. Feel no pain. Feel whatever no pain. it is. Yep. The... And then everything's like ballistic skill, say three plus for a space marine. Yep. The your attacks were say four as a base. So you're shooting with a bolter, you're rolling four dice, trying to get Aim three for plus. Threes. Yep. Three plus is a hit, six is a crit. Okay. 
And Bolter does three damage on a normal, four damage on a crit. Okay, so it has almost got that Warcry style split. Yes. You get saving throws. So every unit has, you know, a defense. A version of armor. Yeah, yeah. so um, Space Marines and Death Guard with three. Defense three, so you roll three dice. So you're rolling four dice to attack. You might get two hits and a crit. They roll three dice in defense. They need two successes. Yep. And a crit. So mm-hmm. the only way to null no, out a crit is... Yes. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, there's aspects of it which are very similar. Yep. But it is very much... There's more in it than is in Warcry. And is that just because you've all got the... Well, firstly, I mean, everyone's got a gun. Mm-hmm. So you need some way to make those guns interesting. So yes. everyone doesn't have the same gun. Yes. So all of a sudden, the gun profiles kind of become the... And there's, there's an aspect, I believe there's some sort of team building aspect to it as well, because, for example, my leader beans had like eight or ten different options of the weapons that he could have. Yeah. I don't know how it quite stacks up as far as points-wise, or if you just go, right, I've got my leader, and he's taking that One of that. these profiles, yeah. Yeah, so... Okay, uh, and this then... Was, is there a campaign? Don't know. Piece on the so end. So this of that. was legitimately okay. just a quick yep. game, just to, to get the the idea right. Everybody had fun. Everybody enjoyed it. Everybody is seems to be keen for another round. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll add objectives. Will be the first thing that we add yep. in because that's pretty much going to be a scoring. Uh, whereas at the end of our game, Alice and I were like, "Well, we've got two guys," and so we were yeah. like, "Okay, let's, let's add up let's... the wounds because." I mean, I I didn't think I'd have her, to be yeah. quite honest. She was rolling a lot of sixes at me. And, um, you know, my guys were disappearing quickly. Uh, but so that was the, the way we did that with mm-hmm. Dylan and, and James's t- game. Like I said, I mean, we were finished by that time. They were in turn two. By the time turn four rocked around, Dylan's had three guys left and there were two Necrons and okay. they so disappeared pretty, pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. So Dylan walked away with that one easily enough. But, uh, yeah, no, it was an interesting game. It's It's been years since I've played any sort of 40K. Yeah. So getting back into that swing is, is also, you know, a it mental a bit, thing yeah. that I need to get into. Uh, but be interested to... Not only give it another go, but have a go at creating some sort of list. Because while the Legion of the Dam models are really cool, yes, it's very, it's a stock standard Space Marine squad. Whereas something like the Death Guard options there Where really appealed a bit more. Options, yeah. yeah. So more games will happen. Okay, and. Um, Look, the terrifying thing with something like Kill Team as well, where it is just five models yep. as an example, the ease it is to buy in, the ease it mm. is just to paint one crew so you've got yes. something on the shelf so you can roll it out, is yeah. it's a dangerous thing. And if the games are, you know, short enough, fun enough, just, you know, that kind of piece mm. where you can dive in, it's easy, it's... Yeah, and I mean the thing—the thing that really stopped me looking at it too much was limited roster selection mm-hmm. options. So I mean, you know, I was talking to James earlier in the week. He was like, Are "You coming?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. I don't have anything on that night." Um, 
Okay. He's like, and I'm like, well, I've got some elder kicking around in the cupboard. I can drag them out. And he's like, all right, well, it's Dire Avengers and Rangers. I'm like, oh, is that it? Is mm. that, give, give me some fun stuff. <laughs> um, so it's trying to work out, yeah, whether the balance is and whether there's customization options or whether mm. there's, or whether it's, it's actually more around basic dudes pinging each other. The other fun bit with all these games, and Necromunda is the same, is the terrain mm-hmm. piece is generally a relatively high, because everyone's got a gun, so yep. you need to start A, blocking line of sight, and B, giving cover. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes a relatively terrain-intensive game, but they look pretty. Yeah. See, I don't know. I'd like There were various things that we would have gotten wrong. For example, uh, we weren't having objectives, so one of your actions could be... Your three actions can be to interact with the objective and yep. get a point or whatever it is. Uh, so we were just going, okay, well, I can move once in a turn. Yep. Uh, that was one of the first questions. Can I move? Since I move three white, can I use all three actions and move nine just, white? Yes. <laughs> but no. Um, so we, Alice and I, were pretty much doing it. I think Dylan and James were doing the same thing. We'd move and then shoot twice. Mm-hmm. But I'm th- pretty sure you can only shoot once per turn. Okay. Uh, which would have kept lots more people alive. Yeah, would have been more alive team than than kill team. Uh, and the other thing, I'm not too sure exactly how it works, but we, I mean, we had cover everywhere. Uh, so if you can, rule is if you can see somebody, you can shoot them. Yes. Uh, but if you're in cover, one basic hit is negated by the cover. Yeah, okay. So, you know, you're rolling four dice, you're getting two basic hits and a crit. They roll one basic def- uh, one sa- basic save and a crit save, and then the third one's no taken out by cover. So, out. Yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I mean, I was getting an awful lot of sixes up against me, and that plasma pistol... What say? Five damage on a normal six on a crit. Ouch. Does it have an overhead Ex- option at least? Yes, but she never did it. What? I know, right? And this is, this is, it, 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 um, it hurt me a little inside because my Chaos Marines, like I think I've said, are all Skaven based. You They're, always overcharge. I take, that was my rule in 40k. I took as many plasma weapons as I could in that army, no matter what I was playing, and I would over clock them or whatever what is it yeah it's uh, overcharge or overcharge the power or whatever over, the hell overpower, yeah yeah um because if, if i didn't kill at least one of my guys by doing a wrong plasma roll blowing up in my face it was wrong it was not a good game for me uh but she never did it she's doing it wrong but it basically the, i mean the you plas- win it's <laughs> basically how this works the plasma gun is it's like five on a normal six on a crit, crit and they roll one less dice in defense. Overheating is five on a, crit, a normal, six on a crit, and they roll two less dice. I mean, it's not really worth it. Of course it is. I mean, it is because then you're overcharging your plasma pistol. Yes. Which is the correct choice. But, but then you're still rolling four dice against their one. In game, there is really no value. Really. Look, I would have done it. I absolutely would have done it as well. Rolling four dice, averaging in like three plus for the Space Marines. You know, you say you get three hits, they're rolling one dice yeah. in defense. That's like 10 damage they're taking. I mean, one of them is negated by cover. Oh, like, yeah. 
but still, yeah, yeah. look, you're doing damage. Doing it's damage. good. And, um, and as far as our team building went last night, it was pretty much, I have all these Legion guys with bolters. Which squad has bolters? I'll just do that one. Yeah, so you're and not really This guy looks like through. a leader. What's he look like? Oh, he's got a sword and a bolt pistol. All right, that's what I'm taking. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting no to get real a bit more. thought into the yeah the, the tactics of the configuration and all that jazz, which is and it was very much so we could just play absolutely. Mm. All right, so all right. I mean, you've already said we're going back for seconds, mm-hmm. so it can't be that bad. Um, it's 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 more it's forty k light. Yeah, Warcry is still preferable in my head right now. I mean, now. Warcry is preferable, period. Warcry is very good. Um, it is, and we haven't played that in a while either. No. Um, yes. Ideas. Warcry is, I mean, for me, Warcry is probably going to be preferable just because it's a cooler aesthetic for me, but I dig the fantasy before I dig the sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Kill Team is terrifying in that it's a very easy one to dive into, Put one crew together, yeah. paint something different. I don't know what something different would be, but something different. Look, James is, James is diehard into this. He's just around the corner. It's easy. It's easy. We, we will get more games in. Yeah. Yeah. going to happen. All right. It's a thing. Yeah. Have a think. That's about it for me. Oh, I haven't done anything else. Yeah. Well, let's wrap this up and just talk about what's on. So, we are currently running a wash giveaway. Yes, we will uh, wash you. We will wash you. Uh, Is that a Queen song? Yes. Yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> You've just found the music, haven't you? I have. <laughs> uh, so, that goes on until the end of November. So, depending on when this comes out it may have just finished or you may have a little bit of time just to go in like the like comment share the facebook post we will be plan is that either wednesday or thursday this week so either the first of december or the second depending on work etc i will jump on twitch mm-hmm. and do a live stream of the draw for that love it prize yeah and then we will have something up very shortly for December's competition. Competition slash giveaway slash thing theme, whatever it is. Yeah, is it comp- I mean, we realistically. It's not a competition if we just, yeah. Is a raffle a competition? Raffle. I'm just trying to, that's the closest thing I can draw. Like one of these likes here, it's basically put your name in a hat. Yeah, true it is, isn't it? Uh, no, not really. Can't I mean, really it's not a skill, but it's not a sport. Um, there is, I don't know. Anywho. It's not important. Not important. That's, that's happening or has happened or will happen, depending on when you listen to this. Uh, a couple other things that I have noted down that are going on. I throw the dice, 11th, 12th of December, have an RSPCA fundraiser. Yes. So all for a good cause. And pretty much go in and play games and just the your like table booking fee goes mm. to. So it's a really easy way to A, get in and get some games before Chrissy. Um, have an excuse because it's for charity. Yes. You must play games for charity. Absolutely must go for charity. So I feel like that's a no-brainer. Um, everyone gets permission. I said so. Yes. Done. Tell your partner that. Uh, Jay says so, so it's okay. For charity. 
Who the fuck is Jason? I don't know, but he's probably a charity case. Um, the other thing, just while I'm thinking about things that are currently on, and I'm not sure if it's on your list, the Warhammer Geelong store has their Lucky Dip painting competition, which is... I really want to, but I really don't need something else to paint this close to Christmas, but I really want to, but I don't. But you've got all the way to Christmas to paint it. I know, but that is really not far away. Um, but the whole premise of that is you go in and you buy a model and you go in and you buy a paint in the one transaction is fine. Um, all of those things get uh, wrapped up together and you draw a random one out of a hat mm-hmm. and you paint the model you draw with the paint it comes with. Such a cool idea. I love it. And you need to feature that that paint colour. Um, it's glorious in that it gives you any reason to paint one thing, and it gives you it takes the thought out of it by giving you a feature colour. It gives you fun ways to play with people by putting models and mm-hmm. colours together that don't necessarily make sense. Um, but equally, all of the pink. It it just it lets you. It, it forces you to be creative in a different way that I really really like. Mm-hmm. Um, Frankly, any painting competition that takes choice away from me, I really enjoy. So, I want to, but I shouldn't. The other thing with with Warhammer Geelong is they have their anniversary week. So, not an anniversary weekend or day. It's prolonged until the 5th of December. Not to be confused with prolapsed. No, that's a much cooler thing. Sure. Yeah. It's a long anniversary. That's the important thing here. Um, And it's coming out of somewhere. And there are sort of, you know, extra giveaways for people who buy stuff. There's events and things. I can't even remember what else is on, but it was there. There was a list of things. Definitely worth it. Um, You know, extras that come with purchases that looked pretty cool between dice bags and trays to all kinds of other fun. I think there was like an actual like carry bag, like miniature carry bag deal out of one. I don't know what the uh, the price was to get that sucker. You know, spend X amount and get, but it was shiny. Yeah, if you if you're keen, go down, check out, say hi to Bradley. He is a bit of a legend. If you're keen, go down. That's it. If you're keen, go down. Words to live by. If you're On not that keen, note. <laughs> oh if you're not keen, um, wow, God, look. Sometimes twenty never bucks for- is twenty bucks. Like that's <laughs> never force anyone that's not keen to go down. I mean, encourage, <laughs> entice, but don't force. So that's where we draw the line here. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. Let's put a pin in it. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Uh, dear God, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. All right. Uh, thank you very much for listening, both of you. Uh, if we got back the person we lost at the start. Unlikely. Unlikely. Um, by all means, if you haven't already, follow us on Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, Twidbean. <laughs> Forgotten about Twidbean. <laughs> oh, that's the, rest the of best. Uh, but yeah, thanks. Laters. Catch ya. Dollars, you